Hello, everyone, and welcome to another bonus episode of Leather Talk with Mr. Bullet Leather 2020. I'm so excited to have my good friend Gabriel Green back on the show today to talk about some very important developments within the leather community here in Los Angeles. As many of you know, several organizations and charities have come up within the recent months due to an overwhelming need, and Gabriel is here to talk about some of them. Of course, it wouldn't be Leather Talk if we didn't have a little fun while we were at it. So sit back, relax, grab your drinks, grab your poppers, and get ready for some more Leather Talk. Average throat. I mean, what, what are we talking about? Well, when I'm taking a gay shower, I I, I say that I'm taking a, sh- a gay shower. I'm like, you know, um, taking care of my gay throat or whatever it is because I just like, <laughs> I, whenever I grew up, I was just like so afraid to call myself gay. So I just like call myself gay as much as possible now. So I'm like, I, I'll, I'll like fall down and be like, oh, my gay knee. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's empowering. I like that, but it's just so funny because it's like I have to, you know, take care of my gay throat. I have to take a gay shower. Not yeah. <laughs> no, it's a gay shower. I, yeah. I I told my friend that I said something like, uh, "What did I say?" I was like, "Oh, my gay, my gay leg, or something like that." And and, and it was like, "Why? Why is your leg gay? Like you're gay, but your leg isn't gay." And I'm like, "Yeah, that it's a gay leg." <laughs> <laughs> because I'm gay, right. my, therefore my leg is gay. Guilty yes. by association. <laughs> I can't with you. I can't. <laughs> well, what if your toe is? I mean, what do you do if your toe is non-binary? I mean, what happened? Right. I mean, I'm just saying to you. I'm just saying. But you know, I think you're pre-labeling your body parts, and maybe you should check in with them. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I think I have a couple of toes that are non-binary. Yeah. My asexual toenail. I don't know. He's right. not interested in anything. It's just it's too much. I love it. So, um, well, how have you been? I haven't talked to you and since. You know, yeah. overall, that's so true. I think the last, what was it? Um, my interview was when? It was like back last month. <laughs> yeah, back in March. Um, overall, I would say things are pretty good. Um, just working as usual and stuff like that hasn't changed. So that's good and steady. Um, but I will say that it's it's getting harder. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, overall, I'm grateful and everything's good. But it's just like... You know, I don't know if you've gone through this yet or have experienced this, but just kind of that feeling of, damn, I just really want to be social. I want to be around people, and I, and you and and I want to I want to have sex. God yeah. damn it! Um, and it's just like this feeling of just kind of frustration sometimes, and agitation, and feeling angry. And I was actually talking with Michael Laura about it. You know, I'm like, girl, I don't know what's wrong with me. I just kind of feel I'm having all these feelings and what's up? And I just kind of feel like, grr. And he goes, no, what? you know what? This is pretty normal. I mean, this yeah. is like, especially since we are social creatures and we want to be able to, you know, be around people and, you know, do 
normal things and be back to normal. Um, this is this is just what comes part. Of, this is just is what a, is part of isolation for so long. And I said, yeah, but you know, it's just like me having gone through all the kidney stuff where you know I was on dialysis and I got through that, but then there'd be um, complications with the kidney where I'd be in the hospital for like a month or two, and I got through all of that, but it just it wasn't it didn't feel the same. Like this yeah. is just more aggravating. And he goes, I think it's because with those things, you know, there was a certainty that eventually you, you'll get through this. But with this is there's uncertainty. Like when is going to be the end date right. for these things? So yeah, no, that's yeah. a, that's, that's really true. And like, that's one thing that I, I learned as like a, a teacher, like I, I teach, um, you know, violin and stuff is like, if there's no end in sight, the student mm-hmm. will become like, they, they just, they won't, be able to do it. If you, if you say, we're going to practice this until you get it, then they're, then they'll never get it. But if you say, we're going to do this 10 times and just, let's just see where you, where you get, there's an end in sight. And by the 10th time, 90% of the time they've reached their goal, you know, because you gave them parameters. And like, I think that's part of what LA has been doing. They keep extending, 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 but they're giving us like two weeks of hope at a time, (laughs) you know? Right. And that's the thing too, where it's like, okay, like, um, it was, it was cute for, all right, well, it's understandable. Like, you know, you had the date of April 30th and that wasn't realistic because things were going up. I'm sorry, April 15th. Then they went to April 30th and I was like, okay, well, you know, another month is not going to kill us. That's fine. Okay. So now it's going to be May. I was it 15th. I believe it was. Yeah, I don't even like, know. Yeah. And it was, and then <laughs> I was just like, okay, well, we're extending that to June or July, but we're going to parcel it out. So right. we'll be open. So it's not exactly stay at home. Well, you know, I, I was listening. I'll, I'll have to. I'll have to put a link to this. Michael Laura actually sent it to me. This link of this doctor up in New York talking about um, the the virus, and this was several years ago, like right on the brink of it, or several years, several months ago. You know, right on the brink of it. And he was saying that like you can have small social social circles, but they have to be small and they have to be consistent. Like if one person leaves that social circle, they can't come back in because now they've been exposed to like three, four more people or whatever, even just by being exposed to one more. So I talked to, uh, you know, my partner and I was like, why don't we, if this goes on for another extension, it's been two months. Like, I think it's time for us to, you know, just for our own mental health. And so we did, we met up with one friend who's been totally isolated And she came over and I guess that, you know, it's hard because like you have to, you have to trust each other, but you also have to kind of weigh the risk versus the, and it's just like, if this is going to go on for a longer amount of time, then people have, we're going to have to start thinking of not just like our physical well-being, but our mental health on top of it, you know? So anyways, not to get all preachy, but. um, (laughs) Not at all. No, this is good. This is like, this is what we need to talk about because. I think a lot of us have been like champions and, you know, barreling through and we're like, okay, we're doing our part for the cause and stuff like that. We're going to remain social distance. We're going to abstain. I think the majority of us, and we're going to just do this and get through it together because we're all in this together. And then it's just like, okay, well, we've done our part. How much longer are we going to have to continue to be away from each other? You know, it's going to take a lot of endurance. Um, And one of my friends, um, he, uh, 
actually, I think I talked about him on on the podcast, on your episode, actually, the, the one that I fisted after the bullet closed like that night. <laughs> uh, yeah. And we we went to go. That's where I got my my picture of me walking the dog. I was like, let's walk our dogs like six feet apart. Like we won't be any any further, you know, any closer together than us just walking our dogs anyways at the at the dog park. Right. No, we'll wear masks. And it was really awesome because we both wore our leather and it was like 12 midnight and we were just walking around with our dogs, you know, to, to walk our dogs out. And it just felt so good to be with somebody in in our gear and like, you know, not a lot of eyes going right. around because it was like 12 midnight in the middle of, you know, Van Nuys or whatever. <laughs> and yeah, it was just a good, and I think we, if if we if we do like I said if if this keeps going like we'll we'll have to be very smart about it and very cautious about it and make right. real decisions but there's no longer just let's leave the house and let's go randomly hook up with people no this is going to be all of our decisions are going to have to be very cautious and calculated until there's something well no I agree and actually um Brian Ovi and I were talking and he um he was reading this article and I had read it too about how you know, back in the time when the AIDS epidemic was at its height. And, you know, this advice, you know, at the time was, well, you know, if you want to avoid catching HIV or AIDS, then just don't have sex. Well, okay, true. But at a certain point, people are going to need sexual contact, are going to want sexual contact, and not everyone is going to abstain, you know? So, you know, what is the best method? And the gay community, we were the ones who were like, okay, well, let's come up with tools we can use to have safer sex and you know how do we still be intimate at this particular time you know and they figured out ways to do that and so one of the things that we were talking about is maybe having and i there's been other articles about this i don't know if you've heard where you might select you know aside from your partner uh, a, a buddy or maybe two buddies and those are the people you just have sex with so it's kind of a committed set or like a, um, a set person or people. A quarantine polyamory. A, a <laughs> quarantine polyamory. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe that's going to become the new thing. And yeah, it's just like, you just have to be able to make that commitment to the person that you're with. If you decide to be a monogamous sexual partnership, do that. Or if you decide that it's just like, you're going to have sex with each other, but then maybe you two have one or two people that you decide are, you know, okay to have sex with, you know, and, but then it's, it's really becomes an honor system of, are you being truthful? Are you not stepping outside yeah, of our agreement? The, How do you monitor that? That's you know? the tricky part. I, I don't know if you watch the, um, oh, what's his name? Bill, Bill Maher. Yes. Bill okay, Maher. Bill Maher. Okay. I don't know if you watch Bill Maher, but somebody came on his show the other day and um, I don't really know that the guy, but it sounds like he was some kind of like sexual therapist or something. And he was talking about like how different this is compared to HIV because that he was gay and he was like, you know, when if you go out and you have sex with somebody and contract HIV, you, you are only responsible for your health in that moment like when you if you get infected you're taking that risk for yourself but if you go and expose yourself to somebody and you can get it without having sex like it's far easier to catch it but not only that but if you go out and choose to have contact with somebody and then you come back home you're not just putting yourself at risk you're putting everybody in your household and immediate um, vicinity at risk and therefore you're responsible not just for yourself but all the people around you 
Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a totally it's a whole level different level. Yeah, because you really have to watch out for each other, and just because even just walking outside, you know, you stand next to the wrong person, or you touch the wrong thing, or whatever have you, and then you could get it. Um, even though if you feel healthy and and you're asymptomatic, you know, how do you know that you don't have it unless you go get tested and you know get right. confirmation? And then ab- even after that, well, you might be fine now and you got tested, but let's say two days from now you happen to expose yourself by accident. So it's it's a, a very uh, a time where you have to be very cautious. Right. Um, and so I mean, it's rather unfortunate, but I guess it's it really is about watching each other. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I don't know about sex, you know, for me, um, Mm -hmm. but I, I definitely think in the near, well, not near, but in the, well, near distant future, I guess, if this goes on another month, um, like I'm waking up sometimes and and feeling like I, like, I don't know what, what day or time it is. Like I I woke up, I woke up at 12 the other day and I was like, Oh my God, it's 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Like, and who cares? Because. <laughs> <laughs> right. What do I have to do today? Exactly. <laughs> no, and it's true because you think, okay, so like today, today actually is a day off for me and stuff. So it's just like what I, you know, end up doing is I do like my little tours around the house or I'll catch up with emails and, you know, I'll check in with people and stuff. But, you know, sometimes it is that sense of, okay, well, what do I do with my day? You know, I have all this free time. But, you know, my time is limited. So how do I how do I fill the spaces in between? Because days are kind of, you know, just blending together. And you do, you know, forget what you're like. Is it, is it Thursday? It feels like Thursday. Oh, no, it's Friday. Oh, okay. You know, it's so sad. It's and, so sad. and you can only masturbate in so many different ways. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know if you saw my picture uh, a couple of weeks ago of like all of the toys that I had out. And I'm like, I'm running out of things. <laughs> <laughs> I need new toys. I need new things to occupy myself. What do I do? <laughs> well, I um, I did want to go go ahead into a, a little bit about what you've got going on here. We talked about uh, you know the the LA Leather COVID Assist, and then the Bullet Bar Pantry came up, and now we have like this new thing I saw just a, a week or two ago. Is it that it's called the LALC or uh, LAL Cares? Is that how yeah. you pronounce it? Yeah, LALC Cares. So LALC Cares is an acronym. It stands for the Los Angeles Leather Coalition. Community Assistance Resource Service. It's a division of the Los Angeles Leather Coalition, and we're dedicated to helping out and assisting our community through various means and resources during these times. Um, the LLC board basically formed this because of what's happening with COVID-19, the disruption that it caused, and you know, not only just economically, but just for people, you know, mentally and facing, you know, hardships in whatever form. And so what we wanted to do was not only create something that would be good for the community for now as a result of COVID-19, but for something that would last in the future, whether there's a crisis or not. Um, And so how we decided to take care of this was forming three branches. The first branch is the LALC Lifeline. Now, this branch is for those people who are feeling alone, who need to talk to someone, who need to talk about their feelings during this time. It would be essentially a buddy system. It's not to really counsel people, but just to give people another person on on the other end of the line or the phone or even maybe even Zoom so that they know that they're not alone. 
Uh, the people who volunteer for this would be members of the community who would be willing to talk to individuals and hear them out in case that they needed to really have professional help, we could give them referrals to that. Uh, the second portion of that is the LALC and Bullet Bar Pantry. Now, this is a great resource. This was formed by, by Michael Laura, who is the owner of the Bullet Bar. And this branch is for those who need food supplies, clothes, toiletries, etc. Um, he does have a delivery service set up. So for those people who cannot for whatever reason, get out of the house to go shopping due to health issues or whatever, or are just really struggling financially. Uh, Michael Laura can provide food or supplies to whomever or whatever individuals need that. And then finally, we're working on a division called the LALC Helping Hand. This is a work in progress. And the idea of this is we would like to help those individuals or organizations who are struggling financially. Uh, once we get that up and running, those people, organizations would fill out an application, basically tell us the reason why they are struggling. And then the LLC board would make a determination as to how much money that individual or organization would get. And this would be a way to basically also fund uh, the various portions of the LLC CARES program. I'd like to proudly announce that the individuals who are helping out with this program are Mr. Cyan, who is head of the Lifeline, Michael Laura, again, who is head of the LALC and Boulevard Pantry, and Sir Frank Cavallo, who is helping out with the Helping End. And I happen to be the chairperson for the Community Assistance Resources Resource Service Program. So I'm just very happy that this is coming together and we're able to provide yet another resource in addition to those resources that are available out there, like the COVID Assist Program headed by Eric Wilson and Jeff May, and also the ACE Fund Program, which is headed by Foundation. All right. So I, is, is the LA Leather COVID Assist going to kind of merge with this or are these going to continue to stay separate entities? They're, they're going to be separate entities, but we can help each other out. And I think that's really the idea. So the community has various resources to go to, whoever in the community is struggling, and whatever resource they feel comfortable going to, there's so many options. And that's what we wanted to give. We wanted to be another option among the options that are already out there, um, which I think is wonderful. And we can work in tandem with each other, and we want to. In fact, um, I believe uh, Michael Laura had reached out to... Uh, yeah, Eric and Jeff May, um, who are heading LA COVID Assist. Um, and so basically what Michael plans on doing is using them and their team and stuff to do deliveries for the pantry, for example. So if anyone says calls up and says, hey, I'm looking for food or I'm, I need this or these particular supplies, um, the people from LA COVID Assist can help out and go do deliveries for those who need it. So it's really working in conjunction with each other. Absolutely. And, you know, I did want to point out one thing um, is because I've been I've been kind of volunteering my time with the uh, LA Leather COVID-19 Assist. And yes. I, I, I have the emails and everything. And let me tell you, it's it's actually pretty dry. Like there's not very many people coming forward. And I wonder how much of that has to do with people being afraid to ask for for help. And I just want to mm -hmm. encourage all of our listeners right now, like if you actually do need food, we have food that's just sitting there and supplies that's just sitting there and nobody's emailing us. So if you do need these supplies or these services or for us to go out and, and do a job, you know, pick up groceries or whatever it is, like, please don't feel afraid to reach out because we're here. We're, we're just sitting here waiting you know, to help those in the community. And you have people here that are willing and, and totally ready to do that for you. 
Absolutely. To all the listeners who are hearing this, um, please don't be afraid to actually contact one of us or all of us, um, because we are here to assist the community. And that's what these programs are for. Um, the LA uh, uh, Community Assist Resource Service, or LA Cares, again, you know, is a division of the Los Angeles Coalition and is dedicated to helping people to assist our community through various means and resources during times of crisis. Um, and whether that is an epidemic or just a personal crisis, you don't have to be afraid to ask for help. And I think sometimes people might be you know, a reason that people don't ask for help is sometimes out of shame or embarrassment. And honestly, there's times when it's okay. You know, there's no shame in asking for help at the time that you need it. There should be no embarrassment at the time that you need the help because at certain points, you know, we can't do it alone. And, you know, it's really horrible to suffer, but it's, I think, even more horrible to suffer. It's more horrible to suffer in silence and no one should have to go through that. So know that you are not alone and that you have help and resources available if you need it. So not only with LA COVID Assist, not only with the ACE Fund founded by Foundation, but also with us as the Los Angeles Leather Coalition, LALC Cares was formed for that reason, not only for this particular time in the era of COVID-19, but for years to come. And whether there is an epidemic or not, um, this program, I hope will be around forever, you know, in case our community needs it. That's really, really awesome. How can we reach out to the LELC Cares as a someone who needs help or someone who wants to help? Um, you can reach us through various means. You can either reach out to us through Facebook. Um, we are, Facebook is LALC Cares. In the search bar, type that in, will immediately come up and you'll see LALC Cares Community Assistance Resource Service. And you'll uh, go to our page if you want more information, want to volunteer, or if you actually need services, uh, just click on the link. I'm doing it now as I speak. <laughs> and then you can click on the send message button and that will take you right to our message center. And if you you know, need assistance of any kind, if you'd like to volunteer for any of the branches, as I mentioned before, we have the LLC Lifeline, which is again, for those people who feel alone, who need to talk to someone, this is like a buddy system. So the volunteers would be members of the community who'd be willing to talk to individuals and just sit there and listen. Um, if there's any you know particular issue that comes up or someone has, says, you know, I really do need mental help or I'm kind of struggling, you know, with my feelings, then what we would do is refer you to other resources. Awesome. And uh, and you just sent me a link and I'm I'm, I'm going to make sure I put this link also on the um on the on the webpage but this isn't necessarily a part of the the cares but we have a a therapist that's offering free teletherapy services. Um can Correct. you talk a little bit about that? Okay, so my friend Lane Jenger, um he's Mr. Oil Can Harry's uh 2017 and basically he based, uh, formed this free teletherapy service called Antioch Community Therapy Services. Uh, it's free teletherapy for those impacted by COVID-19, uh, including first responders, families uh, families of those afflicted, people struggling with economic hardship, those who are homebound and suffering, and so on. So if anyone is in the community is really looking for a therapy session and really needs to talk to someone professionally, this would be one of the definite resources to reach out to. And I talked to him personally. I'm going to get more information from him, but it's a great resource. Um, what they're doing is amazing. 
and um, definitely someone in the community that anyone can access should they need it. And I am the current chair for uh, the Los Angeles uh, Leather Community Assist Resource Service Program. So if you have any questions for me, you may also reach out to me as well via Facebook. You can email me as well at gabrielvgreen at gmail.com. You can also reach me through lalc.cares at gmail.com. And we also have an Instagram page of lalc.cares as well. So you have various methods of finding us. Don't be afraid to reach out to any of us or reach out to us through these various ways. We'll be more than happy to help you. Awesome. And I'm going to put, uh, Gabriel, why don't you put together some links for me and send them over? Because that was like a phone book of information. You know, I like to give a book. I like to give a novel. I realize, you know. <laughs> so we'll make sure it's accessible. It'll be in the description. And uh, this is, I can't tell you how how encouraging this is to see how quickly the community community is coming together in creative ways to just bring everybody together and just to take care of each other. And it's really exciting. And I really hope to see the, you know, organizations like this continue past COVID, because this is something I think that we all need, even outside of a pandemic. I agree completely, because there are people out there in our community who are struggling, even we're struggling before this, you know, without the pandemic being a factor. And again, you know, sometimes, you know, I think we've all been through it in some form or fashion of, you know, there's times when we needed the help, have been too afraid, too embarrassed, maybe perhaps even too stubborn because we, to ask for help sometimes feels like weakness or you can't take care of yourself. And it's quite the opposite. Sometimes it's just like life circumstances happen and we just need someone to you know, help us and reassure us and let us know we're not alone and can get us through whatever we're experiencing at that particular moment because struggle at the end of the day is just temporary. And sometimes it lasts for a long time, sometimes it may be short, but there's always someone or some people out there to help you in case you need it. So we're always here and LALC does care. We wanna make sure that people know that. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming again on the podcast. Um, if you want to hear Gabriel Green's personal interview on the Leather Talk podcast, he's episode five. So go take a look at that if you want to hear more about Gabriel. And in the meantime, I hope to see you all at the uh, Leather Talk Zoom parties where we can all connect and see each other face to face across the comfort of our own home <laughs> between <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and i must say brandon this amazing job please just check out his podcast it is absolutely amazing and you're doing again such a great job by you know informing the community about not only our members but just what's going on in general in terms of our community so thank you so much for providing this service for us as well awesome thanks so much gabriel we'll talk to you soon absolutely well, I'm so glad to have had Gabriel Green back on the show today to talk about these very important outreach programs to the community. I will make sure to put links in the description below. Don't forget to follow on Instagram and Patreon as Leather Talk Mr. Bullet. And if it is within your ability to do so, you can find more bonus material on my Patreon page, where you can support the podcast for as little as $3 a month. All funds will go towards maintaining the costs of keeping up the podcast, as well as ensure that we can continue to hear these very important messages and personal stories from individuals within the leather community. Thank you so much for all of your support. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay kinky.
Okay. 